Welcome to the Tell Me Something Real podcast. Real people, real stories, real talk. Happy holidays, realists. I would like to offer some disclaimers before we begin here. So in this episode, we're going to excitedly discuss the importance of holiday magic, no matter your age, belief system, or background. That said, if you too would like to keep some of this holiday magic alive, it's probably best not to listen to this with any children around, yours or anybody else's. Also, we never intend to offend anyone, we want to be all-inclusive here. So anything that we say about religious beliefs that are or are not tied to the holidays are not meant to upset anyone. We hope that you enjoy our chat, which sometimes turns into a very excited debate about most, if not all, things Christmas time. As we cover in this episode, the holidays certainly contain multitudes and bring up so many emotions. So let's all be kind to each other. Let's stay safe and let the holiday magic in. Well, it's Hanukkah slash Christmas week, and I thought we could get into the holiday spirit and talk about all the things we love about this time of year. So Kelly, let's start with holiday movies. Tell me what are some of your favorite holiday movies and why? Well, I guess it just occurred to me that it's technically not Hanukkah week anymore. Mm. (laughs) But happy Hanukkah to everybody anyway. Yes. Okay. Christmas movies. Okay. So this is really tough because I have a lot of Christmas movies. Um, A Muppet Christmas Carol. Mm-hmm. really important that I watch that on Christmas Eve. Okay. Though I haven't really done that recently. Mm-hmm. Um, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, I could pretty much watch any time of year, but it's definitely like a holiday movie. I could watch it every day during the Christmas season. Nightmare Before Christmas. Sometimes I struggle with whether or not this is a Christmas movie, but I know that it came out at Christmas because it, we went to see it on your birthday one year. Mm-hmm. We did. And I was just thinking about that the other day. Um, and my friend made out with her boyfriend the whole time. Oh, I had completely forgotten that. But you yeah. are correct. Sorry. Sorry. I just ruined your life. Again. Wow. Um, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, the original one, the cartoon one. Mm-hmm. I really like it. It brings me joy. It's really short, too, which I really like. It's maybe 20, 30 minutes. Yeah. And... It- so also the family stone have you ever seen the family stone i've never even heard of the family stone i saw that you put that on your list and i'm like what is heather (laughs) it is oh my god it's a tearjerker it's so Mm -hmm. intense it has sarah jessica parker Mm -hmm. uh, craig t nelson i love craig t nelson diane keaton love diane keaton Mm. A bunch of people that everyone loves, but I just can't think of them right now. Oh, Luke Wilson. I love Luke Wilson. I'm lukewarm on Luke Wilson, but I I follow you. It's so good. This movie is so good. It's fairly new. I mean, new as in it came out a decade or so ago, but 
it is such a good movie and every I have to watch it every year even though I know that I'm gonna ball when mm-hmm. I watch it but it's so good um, sometimes it's good to cry it a is good, a good movie Christmas. Cry always makes me feel better and I feel like the holidays we can we'll probably talk about this in a minute but the holidays kind of always make me feel all feely and nostalgic so mm-hmm. I think that's appropriate runners up are gonna be it's a wonderful life and a Christmas story because I like them but I very rarely watch those movies Mm. how about you so I as you were talking a few minutes ago I just realized that I had forgotten my favorite movie your favorite so unlike you a Christmas story is a must watch it has to be on Christmas day I don't want to watch it 20 times leading up to Christmas it's got to be on Christmas day I actually got this little snowsuit for my baby and every time we put her in it we like laugh we're like I can't put my arms down so anyway it's a really good movie I mean I don't fault you on that at all it's just that it always comes on 24 7 the Mm -hmm. day of Christmas and so it's going to be on so I don't usually put that much effort into seeing it because I know that I'll see it yeah Um, but, but definitely that's like my top. It just doesn't even feel like Christmas if I haven't watched that movie once on Christmas. I just want to be very clear one time on Christmas, but anyway, Daniel Stern and Home Alone. I had completely um, forgotten about Home Alone. Number two. I love Mm -hmm. it. But yeah, I, I remember that being the first movie with cuss words that I was allowed to watch and my grandmother, like showing it to my grandfather and being like it's a really good movie there are some cuss words in it but it's really good like hoping that he wasn't gonna like ban it from the house is like something I wasn't allowed to watch and uh, he grumbled a little bit but ultimately it it passed and we were allowed to to have Home Alone as kids that's exciting Uh, yes I love Home Alone and um and then I went on later to love Joe Pesci as an adult and it's funny because I was watching this thing about when they offered him the part and he was like I can't even read a script without throwing in like a bunch of really bad cuss words because he had worked with Martin Scorsese so many years you know uh but anyway he he did a pretty good job (laughs) I think of toning it down compared to you know like Casino um yeah (laughs) so um definitely the original Grinch Stole Christmas which is more like a short little, like almost like 30 minute show, right? It's mm-hmm. not quite It's like really a, short. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's just a classic, just like uh, a Charlie Brown's Christmas. I Those love are- a Charlie Brown's Christmas too. I agree with you. I know. And I think I one year had a tree that was like right up that alley, like the Charlie Brown Christmas tree. We like had no money. And anyway, we were just mm-hmm. happy to have a tree. Um, so yeah, it doesn't feel like Christmas if you don't watch those two sometime leading up to Christmas. And then I also just want to throw out there, I love all those little old school claymation, yeah, you know, totally. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and Frosty the Snowman, those old cartoons and things mm-hmm. that were from like the 60s. Um, although it's harder now that TV is not really a thing in my life anymore. Because like when I was a kid, it was like, you'd see the commercial like Friday at eight and you're like, Friday at eight, we're going to watch the Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. And now it's like you have to hunt it down and rent it or something. So mm-hmm. it takes a little bit of the magic away from me. And then I know that we're, we're, we're going to split on this one. But I want to just start by saying that when the Grinch with Jim Carrey movie came out, I was a skeptic and I said, no, you cannot 
redo that movie. Even though I love Jim Carrey, I just can't allow it. I tolerated it at best the first few years, but it's been out now for so long that it really feels like an important part of the Christmas experience for me. And so that's actually the only Christmas movie this year I've watched so far was The Grinch. Um, Interesting. Tried to, show it to, to the baby. She was like, not that not that into it yet but um so anyway I put her down for a nap that day and then just finished watching it by myself but uh I love Jim Carrey and um what I also want to say is that there's several moments when he's in that character that you see flashes of the guy that Andy Kaufman Tony Cliffman Tony Clifton Tony Clifton. Anyway, so there's moments where you see flashes of the Tony Clifton character that he played when he was um, in Man on the Moon. And that to me makes it even more like endearing. So. Okay, so I, here's where we part ways. I love Jim Carrey. I Mm -hmm. very much dislike Jim Carrey when he's playing characters. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't like slapstick Jim Carrey. I don't like funny face Jim Carrey. Mm-hmm. I like serious Jim Carrey. Mm. So I can't even begin to fathom this this whole thing. I want to ask you though. Mm-hmm. And I will let, let's go back to claymation for a minute because I so I recently I had a Disney Plus trial that ended and mm-hmm. I got it again just for this month because I want to see all of the little Christmassy cartoons. Mm-hmm. When I was a kid, there was Mickey's Christmas Carol. Yeah. And it was so good. It was, and you know, it was less than an hour because all of those things are short, but it was so good and amazing. And then, you know, sometime in the 90s or early 2000s, they started redoing all of the cartoon things and they started looking fake and we- they just, yeah, they're not good. They all look the same now. And mm-hmm. they redid Mickey's Christmas Carol and it was terrible. Of course. The original one is on Disney Plus. I had been looking for this for 20 years. It was so good. Mm. Um, Okay, so here's the question I want to ask you. How do you feel about the Polar Express? Hmm. Okay, I mean, that's a great question because I'm hot and cold on it, honestly. Like, I have to be in just the right mood, like a Tom Hanksy train. Are you ever not in a Tom Hanks mood? (laughs) But Tom Hanks on a train. Forrest Gump keeps you grounded. It does. He does. He really does. But okay. I don't know. Um, I don't know anything about it, but I'm also confessing that I have never in my entire life seen nor read the Polar Express. Oh, 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 Kelly. This is why I'm asking you about it. I'm just really intrigued by what you're going to say. Oh my God. Okay. So we need to stop this podcast. You need, it's like 10 pages. Just go read the book. Um, you know, and I've worked in bookstores. Yeah. It's, I mean, that book was a huge part of my childhood for sure. Really? Yes. I mean, like, how did you not? Can you read give that me, book? I mean, this is one of those where I feel like, okay, similar to The Godfather and okay. um, what are those Russian spy movies? Mm-hmm. You know, that guy. You know, Sean Connery, R.I.P. Um, um, like a the 007 guy? Go, go, Gadget. Yeah, go, go, that gadget? guy. 007. Oh. What's that? James What's his, Bond? James Bond. So I've never seen a James Bond movie. I've never seen 
Godfather movie. And I feel like if I did, then I could never say again that I had never seen them. And I think that sure. I'd rather stick with that. And I think I want to do that with the Polar Express as well. <gasps> that's a shame. I'm, I'm going to have to say that's a shame. Well, tell me, what, tell me why it's a shame. Because you know how everyone's obsessed with The Little Prince, but The Little Prince is actually just really, really depressing. And yeah. it's like, why is everyone obsessed with The Little Prince? Like, it's so cool to say that you're into The Little Prince and get a Little Prince tattoo and like... It is. That's a really depressing book. So yeah. I want to know. Okay, I haven't read the that book since I was a kid. <laughs> okay, go back and read it because this this will this is probably why we're all the way we are. It's not. <laughs> I haven't seen the movie either. I it's not so bright. Um, yeah. So is the Polar Express going to make me hate my life? No, it's a movie full of like hope and happiness and cheer and Tom Hanks. So I just don't know how you can go wrong. I'm just saying for me, it's not a movie I can watch over and over and over again, mm -hmm. because it's definitely much more of like that little boy childhood experience and like people that are into trains, maybe like more their kind of like Christmas fantasy, but, uh, but like it's trains. a great movie. Okay. Well, you won't like trains if you watch Snow Should Piercer. I watch the movie or should I read the book? Okay, so start with the book. Okay. So again, it's like 10 pages. So what they did so well. I think well, it's actually really long. I think it's more like a. Maybe 20. I think it's But it's a long. lot of pictures. It's a lot of pictures. And okay. that's the thing is that the Polar Express, what was so really incredible about that book is that the artwork was fantastic. And then when they made the movie, when they did that sort of um, CGI animated but real people and real things looking mm -hmm. it captured that artwork style but in like moving form so i think that that was done incredibly well is and this I feel kind like of like the where the wild things are because i'm not into where the wild things are either um I, I don't, but everyone I don't is obsessed with where the, the wild Express, things are where the wild things are those are completely different story but lines. they're both like i've seen the artwork for both of those books and they're okay. both art centric. Yeah. But where the wild things are, are is just weird. The Polar Express has like Is a, the Polar like Express purpose. about magic? Don't spoil yes. it for me. I just want to know is yes. it about magic? There it's about Christmas magic. The magic of Christmas. Yes. And okay. I got to admit it's been a long time since I've seen it, but I guarantee you Tom Hanks trains something about a bell that's all i remember but it was good okay. it's worth a watch you know so if okay so does the train you know, like represent life or death or something like that i don't know <laughs> i don't know see i it's feel like all train. right you need to go back and read the little prince and then you'll understand why i'm so disappointed and ready for um disaster okay i i can do that it's like you know how we thought the never-ending story was really great and uplifting and then it really just turns out that like everything dies at the end yeah yeah, yeah not cool like but that movie ended up not being cool as an adult i watched that movie and i'm like wait oh. but your imagination just dies everything just dies. it's like pop the magic dragon 
he just dies. Your imagination and cre- creativity just dies. That's what all these things are about. You grow up like and then true. your whole, like everything's dead, but that's not good. I don't want to read about that. I want to read about how that doesn't happen. Oh, well, I think it does happen. Give me some like hope. Yeah, I, I guess. I don't know. Um. Okay. I feel well, solid anyway. about not not watching the Polar not, Express. Not gonna watch the Polar Express. I mean, I feel like when when they started this thing where they were taking books that we grew up with that were mm-hmm. twenty to thirty pages, uh, illustration heavy, plot thin, <laughs> as it may be. Jumanji is a great example. Jumanji was so good though. But they did a good job. But again, I really it, the first couple times I watched it. I wasn't ready for there to be all this fill in. Now it's normal. Like we expect these short, you know, not well-developed plot lines that we hear as kids to be turned into feature length films with all this backstory in it. So now it's normal, but I remember Jumanji being like kind of one of the first, at least for my generation where they turned a book into a movie and I, I really didn't know how I felt about it, but yes, Jumanji is like classic, you know theater entertainment at this point in my life it grew on me well wait are we talking about the robin williams jumanji or the rock yes jumanji oh definitely the robin williams jumanji although i'm gonna have to say i love the new jumanjis they're like they were my favorite movies that's probably that i saw to me in the last two years look i just looked up the polar express because i just i was just curious yeah that book was published in 1985. I don't trust anything that was published after we were born. Oh my God, Kelly. I mean, there's no, Wait, I mean, how can, a, how can a classic Christmas story be published in 1985? Okay, Kelly, do you know what year? It only gets 3.9 out of five stars on oh, the I Barnes & Noble website. I don't pay attention to that. I, well, um, I mean, I'm looking at it. That's why I'm paying attention. I'm just saying, look, there's nothing classic about 1985. So you're telling me that anything made after 1980 is not a considered a classic? Okay, so what year was A Christmas Story released? Do you know that? Let's let's look and see. Well, I promise you it's- I feel like A Christmas Story is very, I feel like it's relatively contemporary. It's not a classic in the way that- the original uh how the grinch stole christmas is a classic that came mm. out a long time ago but because that movie is set in the what 60s 50s 1983 yeah, yeah because it was set a long time ago then it feels you like assume. a classic so yeah i so you know you gotta think i don't have a memory you know that predates 1983 even though i was alive before then so to me a christmas story has always existed you know and the polar express kind of falls in that thing like yeah, 1985. I don't know. I think that's why I don't trust it. <laughs> but Tom Hanks, come on. I trust Tom Hanks. And would he do it if it wasn't good? No. no. Sometimes Tom Hanks, though. He does. Is the person that you pull out when you want people to believe in something that maybe mm-hmm. they shouldn't, but they would like Tom Hanks will get the COVID vaccine. Yeah. Probably on camera immediately, you know? Yeah. Because I mean, no one's going to listen to whoever got the COVID vaccine today, Mike Pence and um, the attorney general or whoever got it and Sanjay Gupta. Right. But you'd get that COVID vaccine if Tom Hanks got it. See, so 
I, I don't know. I don't know if that's enough for me. Wow. Mm. Yeah. I mean, that's all I really remember is Tom Hanks, a train, a boy, snow. And because a Tom Hanks might just really like trains. He might. People like trains. Not me. I don't, I think they pollute a lot. They might not. They, I don't think that they do in other countries, but I know that the ones that we have here do. Mm-hmm. I think that's why yeah. we're infrastructure. Okay. We're getting side. I'm getting, <laughs> getting we could go I was going to say side hole. railed. <laughs> we could have a train rabbit hole and All talk right. about train infrastructure in the United States, but that's not very holiday-ish. Enough so. about trains, even All though right. they bring presents from somewhere to somewhere. All right. Well, well Tom let's Hanks. Just... <laughs> I just made that up. <laughs> oh my gosh. Do you, do you Let me just other... make my own Polar Express. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we'll put it out. It will be the classic from 2020. Okay. okay. I love it. How Are have we been ready? talking this long about a thing that I've never even seen? Okay. Moving okay. right along. Do you have any other questions about Christmas movies I can <laughs> help you with? Let's talk about the little prince some more. Oh my gosh. I don't okay. know anything about it. How do you feel about holiday cards? Uh, oh my gosh. Okay. I love holiday cards. I have grand aspirations every year about what I'm going to do for holiday cards. Nice. Um, last year, I went and spent all this money having pictures of the baby. And I think we were like on vacation and I'm doing the holiday cards. I'm like mailing them from like random post offices in the middle of nowhere as we're driving. And, um, and to this day, a stack of those Christmas cards that I meant to send out has not been accounted for. And I cannot find where I put them. I know I didn't mail them. So I have a few of those photos on my fridge. So I know that I got one. You got yours. I mean, I had like, I had like a, a must, you know, like these people absolutely must get a card. And then I had like a secondary like it would be nice to get these people a card. And that mm-hmm. was a stack that I misplaced, um, might have returned it with the rental car. That's all I can think. So anyway, I love Christmas cards a lot of years though. I don't even get around to it. This year was one of them. I was so gung ho about doing Christmas cards and it's like not going to happen. Not even a little bit. Wow. So I've sent them out forever. Like since yeah. I've been an adult and I used to buy individual cards for my favorite people mm-hmm. and I would buy just random holiday cards like Boxing Day, Kwanzaa, Hanukkah, Christmas and send those out to the people that I really cared about. And then I would send out the like generic ones to everybody else. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really love Christmas cards. And then now I'm more like you where it's, I have every intention of doing it. I I have sent some out already this year. Wow. And they're holiday cards. They're not Christmas cards specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the idea of them though. Yeah. I haven't gotten any this year. A few years ago, I used to get so many Christmas cards and I don't know if I just have no friends now or if my friends don't have my address because I moved so much or if everyone just stopped sending Christmas cards and everyone just likes the idea of it. That's really sad. Um, I get, well, now that my grandparents have passed, um, I don't get my Christmas card from them, which is super sad. Um, I get a Christmas card from my financial advisor that's exciting. She, she sent me a lovely one. Sometimes my car loan people 
So that's how depressing my life is at this age. Like it's even, only people who are making money off of me in some form. <laughs> I don't even get those. I don't even get like spam Christmas cards anymore. That's so sad. I know it's really depressing now that we, this is turning into a very depressing episode. <laughs> so, you know, I moved away from my family um, mm-hmm. 14 years ago. Uh, and lived across the country and so um, I really did try to keep up with the Christmas card thing because it was like a great opportunity to send an updated picture of the kids you know I'd always try to get a picture in front of like the Christmas tree at church or something with them all in their cute little outfits and um, but then one year I was like you know nobody knows really what's going on with us this one time a year they get this card and this picture you know, I'm like, I wonder if they don't even know who these kids are in this card because they haven't talked to me in 10 years. Mm-hmm. So I decided I would do a newsletter and I would update everybody on all the goings on in our lives in that year. And I worked really hard on it and I was so proud. And I gave people like my email address and my phone number. And I was like, I'd love to stay, you know, in contact more with you. Mm-hmm. um so you know please please reach out and nothing. how'd that go <laughs> crickets never again never again I will never do that again um yeah I just got the feeling that like nobody cared they so, don't just just yeah. in case you're interested <laughs> if you want if you want um validation on the nobody cared thing um yep. Also, the thing is, is that it's really fun to receive a card in the mail. It is. It's, um, it's exciting to get mail, snail mail. Mm -hmm. It's not really very exciting to get an email. Um, when someone sends me like an email type thing, especially if it involves like something where I have to respond. Mm. No, no, no. So, um, yeah, I have a lot of feelings about newsletters, Mm -hmm. about families. Um, uh, my, (laughs) my, um, in-laws do a newsletter around this time of year. Yeah. Um, and is it emailed or is it mailed? Um, I assume it's emailed. I'm not really that involved other than like reading it, okay. you know? Um, cause I did send mine in the mail and I bought like pretty paper, like, you oh, know, that's, yeah. see, I'm liking your newsletter now. I, I didn't I really realize you mailed it. And I even provided a YouTube address where my family could go and watch me singing in the choir at church. Like I thought I did the coolest newsletter. I just, I really thought like my whole family was going to be like, Heather, we just didn't know how to get in touch with you. Oh my gosh, this is so exciting. You know, Mm. because like there was a lot of exciting stuff happening that year. It wasn't just like, because I've read newsletters that are, and the email ones especially. And I'm like, I don't even know those people you're talking about. Like, what, what is this? What what are you updating me on? Okay, so I mean, I will say that outside of the one that I'm sort of involved in, I I don't receive newsletters from other people. Mm-hmm. I've actually never, ever 
received a newsletter about someone's family. So I'm kind of upset that I did not receive this in the mail newsletter from you. And oh, I the would one person that knew like everything <laughs> for you to go back and find this newsletter and send me oh a copy of it so that I can be up to date on your life a decade plus ago. Yeah. That's because I just thing. don't understand why I, I never got that one. You um, didn't get it. I think you, I probably sent you like just a regular card because I was like, Kelly knows all this stuff. I was trying to like, yeah. you know, get the people that didn't know. Cause it, it was like fairly generic. I think if you actually knew me uh, on a daily basis. Uh, yeah. You know? I guess I just, I kind of assume that if people know me, then they know what's going on with me. And if they don't know what's going on with me, then why would they want, like, if they don't know me, why would they want to know what's going on with me? Yeah. Right? (laughs) I I would feel like I'm forcing myself and my, like, all my stuff, my goings on Mm -hmm. to other people, you know? Yeah. I don't really think they're interested. (laughs) I don't think Mm -hmm. anybody wants to know what's going on with me other than the people who already know what's going on with me see that and, I was targeting you know, like distant family ish like you know when I lived in South Carolina and you know it's like your whole family everybody comes to visit at some time to my grandparents house that week mm-hmm. of Christmas so you kind of see everybody so I was mm-hmm. like all those people that I would normally have seen that one time a year because they came over to bring a present or cookies or something and then we sit and talk for a while like those people haven't seen me or talked to me at Christmas in a long time and it would be awkward to call them up because I don't have that kind of relationship with them. Right. And be like, hey, I just want to tell you what's going on with me. And they'd be like, I, what? huh? Yeah. So <laughs> I feel like, I mean, I'm under, I understand where you're coming from now. We're on the same page. Okay. I do think that the people who, because I can relate to this grandparent thing mm-hmm. because my grandparents were social and they knew the people. I think that no one is really interested in what I'm doing and has never really been interested in what I am doing in the same way that no one really cares what your kids are doing. They care what you're doing. Right. And so when you're going out and showing all these photos of your kids, no one really cares that much, you know, cause they're like, I got my own kids. I get it. You know, here are my kids. We do, we really need to do this, like show all the kids and eh, whatever. Cause everybody just really cares about their own kids. Right. You know? So I think that the people were there to see the grandparents and you know you might have mm-hmm. just happened to have been there oh yeah I mean I I get that so, you know I get that so um, wow I think we need to shift gears here because this is such a bummer of an episode I'm like telling you no one cares about you <laughs> like <laughs> you just told me nobody cares what my kids we're are doing crushing I had dreams no idea I thought people were like well you so know how excited. people are always like here's a photo of my kid and it's like mm, that's nice like here's the thing I really really I really photos of my kid <laughs> you like never send me photos of your kid I have no idea what your kid looks like when you when I see your kid on this zoom sometimes I'm like there really is a baby <laughs> I had no idea. I totally thought she was lying about that. (laughs) I really just don't like to put my baby's pictures up on social media. I totally get that. All that facial recognition software. 
you know, and so I, I mean, I do post pictures because obviously that is how most of my family now sees the pictures and kind of eliminates the need to do all this other stuff. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I have pictures. I just don't post them on yeah, Instagram. That's totally understandable. I feel like my thing about kids is I love kids and I love being around them. Mm-hmm. But if it's just me hearing a story, there's not any interaction there and I can't really get super involved in it. Yeah. So I really want to have a relationship with the kid. Like I want to have like a dialogue or something, but like, if I can't have, especially if it's a baby, like, what do you, I mean, the baby smiled today. How, what am I supposed to do with that? You know, like I just don't. My baby does all kinds of stuff. I, yeah, she but you talks. don't ever tell me these stories. So we're not uh, talking about your baby specifically, <laughs> except for all the family members who did not respond to your newsletter because they were like, and eh, we got kids too. I guess. And, you know, like, I just, I, th- I feel, um, and I'm playing devil's advocate a bit here, mm-hmm. I f- but I feel like in general, unless you were gathering together in person, it's just not the same, you know, mm-hmm. like people don't have, they're not seeking out that information. So if you give that information to them, they're like, Oh, that's nice. And it probably goes on a fridge, you know? Yeah. And that's cool. But like there, there's not going to probably be an interaction involved because the interaction yeah. is the fun part, you know, where you actually see someone and you get to catch up and, whatever yeah Yeah, I don't know if I miss that part of the holidays or if I'm glad that it's over I will say that I'm struggling in recent years to get into the Christmas spirit Mm. and then be Christmassy I didn't decorate at all last year like at all even though you have little kids kid she was like two months old she didn't care this year I really doesn't care have you met a teenager recently? I really loved, I have never not loved Christmas ever in my whole life. It's like the only thing I care about in the whole so, world. It's the only thing I care about. So uh, this year I was like telling my husband back in November, like I was like, I want to do outdoor Christmas lights. Remember we talked about this. Yeah. I want outdoor Christmas lights. I wanted to go get a Christmas tree early. I wanted to do all of this. And then my husband had this like surgery and then he had to go back to South Carolina and now we have family visiting. It's just like, all of a sudden it's like the week of Christmas and yeah, I don't even own, I haven't even gone down to the basement and pulled up the box of Christmas stuff that we already have to see what I could just decorate with without even going out and buying anything. We are going to try to go get a Christmas tree tomorrow, but where do I put this Christmas tree? Because there's not actually room for it in my house. So um, outside, I mean, good luck. Nowhere around here still has Christmas trees. Everyone got Christmas trees super early around here and they mm-hmm. just do not exist. We got ours before Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah. Because I um, needed that. I needed the the lights. And the like tree. worst case scenario, I can go out into like, <clears throat> on the farm we have like tons and tons of cedar trees and douglas fir trees out here but um there's christmas tree farms this is where the christmas trees come from 
you know, they like literally cut them down in Oregon and ship them back there. Mm-hmm. So um, that's why they're like way more expensive in South Carolina than they are here. So yeah, we do yeah. the thing where you go out and you cut down your own Christmas tree at the Christmas tree farm. And probably like most of the good ones are going to be gone, but you can always still find like a decent tree, you know. So, so. yeah, I mean, I just think trees are really important. I don't know how eco-friendly it is. It's probably not at all. I, you know, it's Christmas trees are just very important to me and ours smell so amazing. The lights make me so happy. Mm -hmm. I mean, I guess this is a thing too. People who, and I guess this is you now, Heather. Me? We're, I guess we're going to go down. Uh, this is going to be another downward spiral. Uh-oh. <laughs> People who refuse to celebrate holidays, who have kids, I can't even handle it. Like, Oh, my gosh. <laughs> but you know what Christmas is about? Lights. Songs. <laughs> movies caring about each other lights have i mentioned lights lights everywhere lights all over the house lights on the tree lights outside your house lights in the corridor lights in the kitchen lights everywhere how can anyone be sad and you know what hanukkah is about lights it's a festival of lights it is how can anyone not celebrate these like it has okay like hanukkah It's a story about hope and survival and rebirth. And it's just like, these are stories about magic and about people coming together and loving one another and appreciating everybody. And, you know, it's just like, you don't have to be any type of religion to celebrate any of those things. Yeah. So what is wrong with like, I was talking to a friend today and she was telling me about this guy who has a kid and she doesn't, he doesn't want to celebrate Christmas with his kid. There's some reason, I don't know what the reason was, but I'm just like, wow, that's so sad. Like Christmas is in this time. When I say Christmas too, I don't just mean Christmas, the holiday. I mean, this time of year yeah, is one of the few things that I look forward to every year. I'm like, all right, I can get through this year because at the end of it is the holiday season. And I love the holiday season. So here's my pushback. And I got a couple of things here. Okay. One, I just want to say, and, and I'm loving that you seem to have the spirit, but I, after being away from home for 14 years, I'm so tired of it being all on my shoulders Mm. to bring that feeling into the house. Like it doesn't happen naturally. It's not, no one's like, let's start putting up decorations. You know, there's like no enthusiasm. So it really just is like a burden sort of to do all of that. And then know that when it's all over, I get to clean it up again. So anyway, there's, I just want to say that. Um, I love it I when it happens to that. and I, and when it gets to be Christmas day and if I haven't done it, I'm all like boohoo. Um, but, but yeah, there's a lot to be said about it kind of all falling on your shoulders, much like I'm sure it felt for my grandmother who for years did all of it by herself, especially when I was a teenager and I just expected it to be this way. And she would be like, I really just want to get an artificial tree and it'd be easier. And I'm like, no, you have to get the real tree, but I'm not going to help you do anything with it. Um, so anyway, 
it it is hard for me to muster up that enthusiasm at, at the end of the year and I don't get two weeks off from work like most of yeah. us <laughs> who aren't teachers so I'm working usually straight up yep. typically through Christmas Eve and then I get Christmas Day off and then I'm back to work the next day depending on what day of the week it lands on um <clears throat> So, yeah, I mean, it just doesn't feel super special to me in that respect. Yeah. Now, the other thing I want to say is I'm totally that mom who's like, I don't want my kid to believe in Santa Claus. I think that the worst thing you can do to your kid is lie to them. So I will say I have done Santa every year um, for the kids, but in my heart, I know that when I really got it that my grandparents have been lying to me my whole life. My mom, every adult in my life had been lying to me. It broke this trust that I've never since regained. And I really mm. was like, if they're lying about this, what else are they lying about? Well, it turns out they're lying about a lot of things. Did you know there's no Easter bunny? Kelly? I feel very differently. I would counter that with really prove it. Prove to me that there is no Easter bunny. Prove to me <laughs> that there is no Santa. So, You're going to have to hard fact me into not believing. All right. All right. I mean, and I will tell you that cool. <laughs> I can't remember the Santa conversation ever happening, like either way. Um, I just know that I, I didn't have that feeling that you had of distrust mm -hmm. and, and, um, I mean, the fragility of, <laughs> so I don't, I mean, everybody situation. has a different way that it worked out. It's kind of helpful if you have older siblings who figure it out and then tell you, which is what happened to my oldest kid. See, that's but really upsetting to me. I feel like if I were an older, so, oh, you know what? I was an older sibling. You know what? I never did ruin anyone's life by telling them that there was no anything. I much, would never break sibling. someone's heart by, I would never be that person who's like, Puff the magic dragon is dead, fool. <laughs> oh my God. That's not going to be me. Um, Sorry. Sorry. Well, there, you know, the world's going to come crashing down in a lot of ways for you, but it's not going to come from me. Okay. <laughs> so, I mean, this is how it happened for me though. So I went, so, you know, whole life, Santa, 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 Santa is real. And then one day, I think I'm like 10 or 11 and I go to my grandmother and I'm prepared to make a very controversial statement and then engage in a meaningful, you know, debate with her about this topic. And then she would convince me that I was wrong. So I come to my grandmother. I say, Grandma, I know Santa's not real. She says, okay, you don't get any more Santa presents. End of discussion. That was it. There was no, Heather, Santa is real. You just have to believe nothing. Nope. Now you don't get Santa presents. And then since I had a much younger sibling, like you did, and I don't know how this played out in your family, then once I had figured it out, and since my younger sister is like four at this point, now I'm the one that has to stay up after she goes to bed and put out the Santa presents and do the whole thing. So just talk about like driving a stake through the magic. 
not only was there no pushback or debate, you know, or arguing that Santa is real, they were like, fine, you don't get presents and now you can go do them for your sister. Okay. So what, what you're saying, I think that, um, what I hear you saying is you then got to be the magic and you're disappointed about it. You then got to be the magic, Heather. You were given, you were, were given the opportunity to be an entire magical belief system for someone and you were upset about it and you're still upset about it. So now you're taking (laughs) it out on everyone. So I just want to be everyone around you by not having Christmas. I have done Santa every year for the kids, but now that I have a one-year-old, the question pops back up. Do we play the Santa thing or do we just keep it real? And Kelly, I think you know, and all our listeners know, I'm all about keeping it real. Like, can I get an amen? No, no, you get no amen from me. The realest reality there is, is that the world is what you make it. My reality is prove to me that Santa isn't real. Okay. I'm waiting. I'll just sit here waiting because you know what happens, Heather, in my household? What happens? Everyone gets a present from Santa. Really? That's Mm -hmm. so exciting. So, you know, I don't get presents from Santa. That dream is a reality where I live. That's awesome. And I see, I'm saying like, you still really like have managed to hold on to this. And I am like so excited because I thought having kids would make this like really meaningful for me. Um, Because when you become an adult and your family doesn't Mm -hmm. do Christmas anymore, it does change. But it only really was like super important when I had stepkids because you had to like meet at the same level what the other parent was doing too Mm. and the other parent you know definitely did Christmas um you know really well not over the top but like really well and so there was no way at my house I could not do Christmas so I felt like the decision was taken out of my hands by having stepchildren whose parents wanted them to believe um in the magic of Christmas and I'm jaded I I'm you know I'm just like very literal left-brained um, type of person. So I'm, I'm sorry. Like, um, <laughs> it sounds depressing. I, I mean, <laughs> I will, I will say that, I mean, I can very much relate to the burden of it because no one around me in my adult life is into the holiday spirit, like mm. no one. Yeah. Um, and I, I feel very fortunate that my family was very into the holidays when I was growing up and it was a magical time of year. And I am very nostalgic in the way that I think about this season. Um, I do think of all these things that I want to do. I want to carry on all of these traditions and it gets more burdensome throughout the years, especially since I don't have kids. Um, and, but then if I don't do it and Christmas has, 
has been a complete disappointment on Christmas day for the last five years or so, like a complete disappointment because I do put effort in and then there's no one else to get excited about it. Right. And so I'm like, okay, well, what, what am I doing this for? This is ridiculous Mm -hmm. because all I really want is like my family from when I was like a child to be around being excited about it. I want my grandparents in a room with me and I want Christmas music and, you know, my grandmother is cooking and, and my whole family gathered around. That's what I want. And that is what I'm trying to recreate. And it's impossible. It will never happen. It makes me incredibly sad, Mm -hmm. but I still have hope that this feeling, this magic is there. So it's just harnessing some of it and trying to you know, bring other people along for the ride. Yeah. Sometimes it happens. Sometimes it doesn't happen. Usually it doesn't happen, but that doesn't mean that I'm going to stop trying because it's still important to me. Yeah. And I mean, I really commend you for that. I wish I felt more like that. I want to also mention, I think another thing that sort of ruined Christmas for me is I've only been home for Christmas once in 14 years. I think it was the Christmas five years ago. And that was terrible. Mm -hmm. I, I had imagined it being like it was when I was a kid and I was bringing a kid with me who was four years old. So like the perfect age, you know, for it to be really magical. And I I get home, my grandparents have a tree. It's decorated. My aunt came down every year and got the tree and did it for them. Nobody came to visit. There was no big Christmas breakfast breakfast brunch with the family or whatever Mm -hmm. like we used to do a whole show yep on Christmas day like I would learn songs on the piano and we would sing Christmas carols together while I played the piano they would bring me so much joy you talking (laughs) about this yes they would read the Christmas story out of the bible you know granddaddy put on the Santa hat and he would sit by the tree and say ho 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 this present is for Heather ho 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 and it was so (laughs) great and uh, they were just in the final stages of their life at that time. I think that what we're, we are realizing here <laughs> is that Christmas magic, holiday magic is a double-edged sword, right? Yes. So someone in our lives created that magic for us when we were younger. And now we've spent our entire lives trying to get it back. And the inability to do that is incredibly tragic to us, right? So then it's, do we work super hard to create that magic for another little being that will then grow up and feel the same way? Yeah. Yes, I I think create the magic, create the magic because also what we're understanding is that it's all about grandparents, right? Mm -hmm. So parents, eh, whatever, whatever with on the Christmas front, but grandparents are what make the holiday magic happen. So Mm -hmm. if you try really hard, you have to really, really push through it. You have to create the holiday magic for your kids so that when you are a grandparent, your kids still remember that magic enough to help you create this big, 
huge magic as a grandparent. Okay. I didn't know that. That's how we carry it on throughout the generations. All right. That's good. Through the grandparents. Yeah. And I'm still in like a little bit of a window here because we're at the point where the baby's not really remembering stuff. So, I mean, I feel like if I can pull it together by like the time she's three, then it'll, you know, and we'll dig in like hard from the ages of like three to 12. Mother, I have faith in you. I think that, I think that this can happen. I have faith in you. I, I mean, I, I want to say that I've sparked a little Christmas magic here today. You're, you're working on it. It's, it's getting there. Yeah. So thank you. This makes me feel good. Um, (laughs) I'm glad you feel good. I feel like I've done, I've done part of my duty. Let's, let's touch on for a brief moment, because I do think that we've mentioned this Christmas music. Yes. Okay. (laughs) Here's where it gets real for me. Okay. So Christmas music in my grandparents' house was played on vinyl records, old vinyl records on the old cabinet um, record player. Ours was like an eight track. (laughs) That's even better. So, (laughs) So when I am in thrift stores, because I have a, a, a record player in my house now, uh, I hunt because I always have all these old Christmas albums that nobody really cares about anymore, probably because grandparents die and they're like, oh, donate this to Goodwill. I have found and located a handful of the Christmas vinyl albums that I had at my grandparents' house when I was a kid. And that is the only thing that really does it for me. If I can put on one of those vinyl albums and decorate a Christmas tree, Kelly, I'm there. I'm in it. But I cannot just turn on the radio and hear Mariah Carey and the Backstreet Boys singing Christmas. You know, girls. Mariah Carey's that All I Want for Christmas, that's a, that's a good tune. It's, it is. I'm good, not going to bash that. I really enjoy it. that song. I'm just saying that that it's not the same thing because that wasn't one of the songs we listened to when I was a kid. I totally get that. Um, I do really, really have to hear the John Lennon um, war is over. And I'm not even sure why that's a Christmas song. Um, is there anything about Christmas? Oh yeah. It says, so this is Christmas. That's how it opens up. (laughs) Yeah. Cause there was a war, you know, happening. It was Christmas. Oh my gosh. Okay. But that, that's an important one um then there's like that one song that's about the little girl that gets the bird at the market i don't know that's what what are you talking about it seems a bird at a market like to eat no like in a little like a little songbird and it's like in a little cage and (laughs) no idea what you're talking about or she gets shoes for her mom. Can you Google know. this real quick? Like, I need to know what you are. I have no idea what you're talking about. It's and I know all the Christmas song songs. ever. Well, why should oh a Christmas song? Why are all Christmas songs sad? Like, they're all so sad. I think it's because the adults write them about losing all the Christmas magic. And they're really, really sad about life because life isn't all Christmas um oh my and gosh. i'm saying christmas here but again i will throw in all the holidays because i think that the whole like the purpose of all the holidays is the same okay it might be the christmas shoes what is this like a dolly parton song no. this feels like a dolly parton song i would have to listen to it christmas shoes 
but then there's like so maybe I'm the thinking, bird maybe i'm getting too mixed up because there's another one that i feel like is about a little girl there's no way this anyway, is a classic there's yeah that's what i'm saying so like when you listen to the channel that turns to christmas music on the radio like those are the songs i'm hearing okay. over and over and over again oh and then that one bruce springsteen cover of santa is coming to town uh-huh. he does this like guttural throat thing and i'm like don't do that not in this song bruce do that in other songs because that's your thing but it can't work in this one okay so i just feel like the radio plays all the wrong so songs. listen i'm okay with that song too because part of my christmas memories my dad was really into there was this series of cds because it was the new time of cds Yes. Um, my dad was really into this. Oh gosh. I don't remember the name of the CDs, but I own them all, but they were Christmas songs by rock stars. And it was like, you know, you two did that baby, please come home. And Tom Petty had a song and Springsteen had a song and Mm -hmm. they were all really great. So part of part of my Christmas memories is listening to those songs. So I have like the classics. I remember waking up to blue Christmas by Mm -hmm. Elvis every, you know, so I Mm -hmm. feel you on the classic classics and I'm with you. My, my heart is really with you on that really. Um, but there's a little, a little side gauge in my heart for those rock songs too. Yeah. Yeah. See, they just weren't part of my Christmas. I think the most contemporary music we had at Christmas was like Johnny Mathis sings Christmas songs or something. I don't know. Nothing wrong with that. I mean, I appreciate that. I totally do. Um, And I do really like the the Charlie Brown Christmas soundtrack thing. Oh, yeah. That's a must. A must. Mm. Oh, my gosh. But they're Um, they're just so sad. Are they all in like minor keys or something? Probably. That must be it because they're all so sad. And I like listen to the, all my Christmas songs make like get me all teary eyed. Yeah, for sure. Because, for sure. and I do think that it's because I, I mean, I feel like that's how I felt as a kid too. Mm-hmm. Like I felt teary eyed about Christmas music as a kid. Um, maybe because I knew even as a kid that the magic wouldn't last forever. Wow. wow. That's so sad, but like as an adult, it makes me sad because I think about like, I hate the little drummer boy. I hate this song so much, but (sighs) being Crosby's little drummer boy makes me think of my grandfather because I feel like he, that was like his song. And then I get really emotional that my grandfather's not here anymore. And then I just want to see my grandfather and I just want to like be around him. And we, I remember we got a um, camcorder for Christmas one year. And so we had all these, these videos of our family at Christmas and I have them all memorized. Like I have these videos memorized because I watched them so many times and I just, I can hear my grandfather and smell him and I'm just like, oh, I just want to be there. And so even when this stupid song that I hate so much comes on, it just makes me all teary eyed. Oh, yeah. Little drummer boy is not usually the one that does it for me. And I'm going to have to say right here, 
But it's also sad. I'm going to interrupt you because like, dude, it's so sad because he's like, this is all I've got for you. I can just play my little song and that's all I've got. But I want to give you my little song. And it's so sad, but it's so sweet. I'm going to start crying. Okay. Say what you're going to say so I can like get teary eyed. I just got one one statement I'm going to make in response to the little drummer boy. New Kids on the Block Christmas album. (laughs) Danny, who for a time was my favorite new kid on the block. <laughs> Nobody liked Danny. I'm like the only person. Nobody still likes Danny. <laughs> Sorry, Danny. I liked you. I had to post over my bed. He, his song on the album was Little Drummer Boy. And I remember mm-hmm. listening to it over and over and over again. And I, I forgot that album not, existed. Now I, I want to get it. I haven't accessed that memory in 30 years. Like it just came out of nowhere. That dude you just brought me back and now i feel like apple's going to be getting a visit for me because i'm going to download that there is no way i'm not downloading that album yeah oh my gosh even though it's gonna bring me no joy i think but i need to oh my gosh wow in my head i'm now replaying this whole christmas situation wow (laughs) Okay. That's life altering. And I think that's what you should give your kids for Christmas. The New Kids on the Block Christmas album. Yeah, I'm definitely going to do that. It's what every kid wants for Christmas. (laughs) I, it was what every kid wanted for Christmas. How could that have ever, how could that have changed? That may be the only Christmas album I've ever purchased by like a pop group. You know, mm-hmm. I'm really not into that, as I think I've made clear. Like, I'm not into that, but I have some pretty thick nostalgia when it comes to that Nick is on the Block Christmas album. So. Yeah, I mean, the the pop the pop classics don't get me as um, emotional as yeah. you know a good Bing Crosby or Elvis would. Oh yeah. That said, something about that. Mariah Carey, Whitney Houston song from that movie that I never saw because why? Okay. Um, Don't know which movie. It's about belief. They're like, there can be miracles when you believe and they like, you know, one of them sings a line and then another one sings a line. Whoa. Oh. That hits me hard because it's, a song about believing in miracles, which is what the holiday season is all about. And really it's what life is all about. You know, the holiday season sums up life in so many ways. Nice. So that song hits me really hard. I get overly emotional. I try to only listen to Christmas music in the car when I am by myself because otherwise I would be crying for no reason and people would think (laughs) that I was crazy. Um, I, I'm going to send that song to you sometime soon so that you can hear it because I I can listen and cry. I want you to be as sad as I am. (laughs) I also want to be as sad as you are, Kelly. That's a guarantee. Uh, just to go back to something happier. Um, Mahalia Jackson singing, go tell it on the mountain was one of those songs that was on some album. And it's just one of the most gorgeous renditions of that song. Cause of course she just belts it, you know, and it's all soulful. 
so I that's don't really one. think of that song as a Christmas song. I guess it is. It's about Jesus yeah. being born. Yeah, yeah, that Jesus Christ was born. It's so maybe it's religious. like a springtime song. No, no, it's a Christmas song. Is it? Um, and okay, then, I'm going to have to listen to that again. And then that, uh, I don't know, there's a few that really get me get me choked up, but they're mostly like churchy type songs. Yeah, like Oh Holy Night really does it for me. That's, yes, yes. That's so oh, intense. I can't even that handle that song. Ring, ring in the bells. Yay, Christmas. Oh, but yeah, yeah. That one always, always gets me teared up for sure. Um, and even, even the do you see, like sometimes I'll hear the first. <gasps> do you hear what do I you, hear? Yeah. Oh. And I'm just, and I'm just, I'm just immediately sobbing. Like, yes. I don't hear it. I don't hear it. Well, and again, because it's like, I think. So for me, because I've actually thought about this a lot because I wonder why I get so emotional about Christmas music. So I'm thinking, because all these songs are about Jesus, right? Well, the only way that I could really relate to that probably as a child was there's this little baby that like shouldn't be here, but he's here and everyone's really excited about it. And it's like, ooh, a baby that everybody's excited about. And he's going to like bring everybody together and save the world or something. Yeah, Uh, That's really rad. Like that's really, that's a really cool concept. Right. And everyone's all excited and we want to go see the baby. And then we're going to like, you know, play drums for him and which is probably not babies are not into and give him like frankincense and myrrh and you know, all the stuff. Babies are totally into drums. It's just so exciting because everyone's excited about it. And it's a thing that everyone, you know, like not unlike tragedies, mm-hmm. it's a thing that everyone who's christian i guess you know um is getting together to do at one time and it's bringing everyone together so i mean how can you not get excited about that and then i mean i'm sure there's a tinge in the back of of our minds that like Mm, this is a great idea, but it's not really going to work out the way you think it is. Yeah. And we yeah. know that because there's Easter. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't even want to get started on Easter. Um, but, you know, I think it's, there's this whole, you know, um, conflicting bit of information where it's like, well, there's all this hope not going to work out that way, but there's still all this hope. It might want to try, yeah. you know, and it's just, it's it's something that everyone I think can relate to and understand whether you're talking about a specific person or idea or not. Yeah. So I just realized something isn't going to happen this year at Christmas that is totally going to decimate like 75% of what Christmas is for me at, at this point in my life. If you say the puppy bowl, I swear, Heather. I don't even know how that would relate to Christmas. Okay. Okay. Isn't that at Christmas time? Doesn't it happen after No, the the puppy bowl happens during the Super Bowl for people that don't care about football, but like puppies. And there's also a kitten bowl now for those cat people. Good to know. And I do watch it. So tell me. At that appropriate time of year. Parade? So no, I did a Christmas parade one time and I will never do that again. Can't even imagine what you're talking about. I'm on the edge of my seat. Every Christmas Eve for the last 10 years, I've been at church all night. Oh, yeah. I perform in both the early, which is the family, 
like kids version Christmas service. And then I also perform uh, at the midnight service. Well, it ends at midnight. It doesn't start at midnight. So I never get home before midnight on Christmas. I always would stop at 7-Eleven. Yeah. Because that's the last thing open on Christmas Eve. And I would just buy a bunch of like gas station junk, you know, just to like top off the stockings, like candy bars and new gloves. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff in 7-Elevens, you know. (laughs) I guess. Yeah. (laughs) I'm saying, yeah, um, I have no idea what you're talking about. But anyway, but you know, there's like, there's like those little things anyway. So anyway, that's like a huge part. And even when I moved away from the town where my church was in, I still did the hour drive um, to go be part of that. So this is the first year that the church won't have an in-person Christmas service and I won't be playing the handbells or singing in the choir or playing piano or any of the things that I'm apparently doing on Christmas Eve usually. Right. And that is so much of my Christmas tradition because we always take the kids and you do the little like the the late one is a candlelight service. Mm-hmm. And so everybody gets their candle and the whole and then everyone stands in a circle. Mm-hmm. And the church is really huge and has a balcony. So there's people everywhere. They turn all the lights out. So all you see are people holding their candles and then mm-hmm. and then we all sing uh, Silent Night together. Yeah. And it's like total just goosebumps. You I mean, know? that's how it was when we were kids. When I like, <sighs> I, I Park can't. Park Street did not give that experience when I, I mean, I remember that being like a bummer it. of a service. I, I really like liked it. it. Um, I really I'm like, why do we have it. to spend Christmas Eve doing this? This is stupid. Yeah, I really, really liked it. I really like, and you know, again, I, I, um, I can't remember the last time I went to church and I mean, other than for a funeral and I don't consider myself a Christian, but I, there is something about, I do, but I love churches. Um, mm-hmm. and there is something about being in a church and it being dark and holding a candle again it's the it's the whole hope it's the hope thing you're holding a candle in the dark which is hello hanukkah you're holding a candle in the dark and it represents hope right peace love hope and you're singing these songs that are all like sad but about hope yeah. You know, because isn't that what life is? Life is kind of sad, but you have hope. And so that's why you keep going. Yeah. But I I'm really you. sad now because I just realized that like, I depend so much on the church bringing some of that Christmas mm-hmm. spirit in. Cause the church does like a huge decoration thing. It's actually a whole Sunday where we all go and we like hang the wreaths and the things um, in the, in the service. And then they got all the poinsettias, you know, laid out everywhere and, there's Christmas music and they're doing Advent and the Christmas story. Oh, so you're just getting Advent. all that good stuff. And so it's taken a little bit of the burden off my shoulders the last 10 years to create all that extra magic because the church did so much of it for you. And then, you know, and then we would all go to the early service together as a family. And then I would come back alone. Cause of course the kids would be in bed mm-hmm. and I would do the late service. Um, and, and like I said, and then I'll get my last month stocking stuffers and, you know, See, and I think that's the thing that I miss. This was such a great tradition. Yeah. I don't know how you're going to replicate that during the time of coronavirus. 
I can't um, believe I hadn't even like I feel you. thought about the fact that that's not going to happen this year. And we're going to be for the first time in a decade sitting at home on Christmas Eve, just looking at each other. Yeah. I mean, whatever Christmas people do Eve, on Christmas Eve. <laughs> Christmas Eve was always really big in my family though. And yeah. like, especially, you know, it was like one side of the family would have a Christmas Eve thing and the other side would do Christmas day and Christmas Eve. My mom would always let me open one present on Christmas yes. Eve. And it was the most exciting thing ever. And then, you know, we'd make the cookies and put them out and like watch TV shows. And I remember just being like my mom baking and there were all these special like Christmas things that she would make. And then Christmas morning, the most exciting thing ever, which is the thing that I probably materially miss as an adult is the stocking. Because when I was a kid, the stocking was the best part of Christmas. Like no matter what kind of crazy, amazing Christmas gifts I got, the stocking was Mm -hmm. the best part because you had no idea what was good. Now I have heard stories of people getting like oranges and like socks and like, you know, like really horrific things in their stockings. And, you know, you do you, if that's what you're doing for your children, (laughs) cool, man. Like, you know, we don't need, we don't need gifts anyway. So that's great. But for me, I mean, I was the other day I was looking up, I remember getting these little tiny little Webster dictionaries mm-hmm. in my stocking. I mean, I, I got them maybe more than one year because I, you know, I don't know, maybe it was just really cool to have a tiny Webster dictionary, but little random stuff like that, that was so cool that you would never think of. And I was always like, where did this come from? You know, I mean, who could give you that but Santa? right? A little tiny Webster dictionary. And it had words in it. Yes. It was like the whole, it wasn't the whole dictionary, but it felt like the, it was my whole dictionary. (laughs) (laughs) Um, This year, everybody is getting pocket U.S. constitutions in their stockings. You've just inspired me. I'm into that. (laughs) We need to learn what the constitution says. What are your rights? Um, um, so my family was not that way. We had stockings, but the, the stuff in stockings was always just like, meh. And I struggle. It was a, much easier when the kids were younger. Cause you could go load up on like kind of cool little things from like the dollar store. And I would always do things like a bottle of bubbles and, <gasps> you know, a new pair of mittens. I would and- love that in my stocking now. <laughs> yeah. But then the creating older- this magic already. <laughs> And it got like way more complicated because little things start to get to be more expensive mm-hmm. and kids aren't, aren't thrilled about dollar store stuff like over the age of eight. I'm yeah. So, um, so then it becomes really cost prohibitive. And especially when you have three kids, um, that's when you reach for the orange. You <laughs> really like, so one year I made a mistake and bought all the candy also from the dollar store. Mm-hmm. I did not realize that the dollar store candy is not real chocolate. It's some fake chocolate and it gives you a stomach ache really quickly. Yeah. And so pretty much everybody except me, because I don't need it, was like, I don't feel so good. <laughs> I'm like, oh dear. I think I ruined Christmas. I mean, and I don't even think that I got candy so much in my stocking. It was more just little things. Mm-hmm. I remember I got like the, there was a sing-along, you know, they used to, do they have this for kids still? There was like the sing-along 
and there was a bouncy ball that went across the word so that you yeah. could sing along to the thing. I got one, I got that VHS for the Jungle Book, um, which was interesting because I didn't like the Jungle Book. I still don't like uh, the Jungle Book. I don't um, either. But it was just weird random stuff. But the stuff. Bare Necessities song is good. So. It's cute, right? And I was just remembering as we were talking about this, my mom always read this story to me the night before Christmas called King John's Christmas by A.A. A. Milne. It was in one of those, I think it was um, one of those Winnie the Pooh. I think it's called Now We Are Six books. Oh. And I read this book still or this story still every Christmas. I just read it to myself, but um, it's so... <laughs> I love this story. It's so good. And it always makes me think of Christmas time. Aren't you supposed to read the night before Christmas? The night before Christmas? Yeah, but I think that I, I think the book that the night before Christmas that we read was the Little Critters book. Do you know the Little Critters? They're these cute little critters. No, like the real, for real, like the original The Night Before Christmas. Yeah, we didn't really read that. And there's no need to because in every Christmas movie that you watch, they read it for you. They do. And they read it from that book I'm noticing. Mm -hmm. This one that I remember having as a kid. And I'm guessing it probably came from my mom or my aunt because it was like the binding was taped to hold it together. It was so old. Um, and I'm not sure if that made it to my house since I haven't unpacked the stuff that I took from my grandparents' house two years ago yet. Um, one day that might right, be there. But what we're doing now is we're laying the groundwork for all of the things that you can do. Cause that, like, I need to read that story to my kid on yes, Christmas you Eve. Do. Needs to be yeah. part of it. And then, and we should learn songs and do a performance. You can have candles Carols. and sing silent candles. night at home. We could, and then make, you have to start, if you can't recreate the traditions that already existed you have to start new traditions mm -hmm. but it's very important these things are very important because they give you something to hold on to yeah when life gets tough so I have I have a question for you mm -hmm. as a parent I've never done the elf on a shelf and should I be doing that no like no no don't ever do that don't ever do that because there's nothing look I draw the line at elf on a shelf because here's the thing. So Santa, Santa makes no sense, right? But magic doesn't have to make sense. That's the great thing about magic. You dream it, it happens. It's basically manifesting. Yeah. Right. That said, there should never, and we've talked about this, ever be a time in your life or anyone else's where an inanimate object in your house shaped like a humanoid thing comes alive and moves itself around. <laughs> and if that's happening, it's not good, right? It's not good. It's not magical. It's scary. Yeah. And then it makes its way to our, you know, Halloween episode. So no, yeah. you should not ever, ever be doing Elf on a Shelf. And I have heard many stories of parents who get really, look, we are ruining so many holidays right now. We are going to have to tell everyone to throw their kids in the closet before they listen to this episode because <laughs> we can't do this to people. But look, 
Elves shouldn't be doing that. If they are, there's something really wrong. Elves yeah. shouldn't even be here. They should be in the North Pole. Like they should be doing the the Santa magic where they make this is what elves are. What are elves doing in your house when it's not Christmas time? Let's start there. They shouldn't be in your house. They shouldn't be these little mannequin things that are still all day long and then alive and moving around secretly, creepily, touching and your getting things. getting into trouble. At, this is. It's not okay. It's like that little monsters movie. <clears throat> I'm not okay with it. I don't think you should do it. I think I Yeah, no, I've I never know done it. I will think differently of you if you start doing this. Yeah, I I have never done it. My kids were a little bit too old when that became very trendy. Mm-hmm. And then I heard a lot of, you know, each side. There are these I mean, I just saw so many families that did really cute things with it. And I thought, oh, that's so creative and so fun. You know, there's like the looking around every morning to see where the elf is and you it's know, what cute. he got into. It's but, really cute, but I but don't it became, want it. It became so trendy so fast that then yeah. it immediately became like not cool. It was like, because it was too trendy. So then like, if you were the parent that did it, you were like, uh so yeah i don't know about that so now i just I've got know the baby and i'm like do i do it because now i have a baby okay i say do it if and only if everyone knows that the whole point of the game is to be creative and put who can be the most creative and have the elf doing the most insane comical but age appropriate thing by morning time but in no way shape or form should anyone ever believe that this elf is alive or inhabited by some dead person's (laughs) spirit because there's it's it's not okay and it is not the kind of magic that i want at my holiday yeah that's a different yeah, kind I'm, of magic i'm probably not gonna i'm probably not gonna do it um it's definitely too late this year to even get into it mm-hmm. so on that note do you have any thoughts on advent calendars there's another thing i never I love do. them if they okay so i'm actually bummed that i'm not doing that this year because um all of the advent so i like them because i like chocolate um okay i don't even really like chocolate that much but i like getting something i feel like if i go through a day in life i should get something for it <laughs> and when and you should wake definitely up come out of a, a piece of cardboard with a when, you, when you wake up you get you know or sometimes usually three days later because i always forget that i have an advent calendar yeah i don't know what the point is because i don't I feel that the advent calendar probably goes along with some sort of Catholic or Episcopalian situation that I don't even understand. I just know that there are 25 days and then on the 25th day or the 24th day, you get a bigger piece of chocolate than you did all the days before. And I know that if you are, you know, you, you work through it, you get the chocolate. I like the chocolate part. Um, I'm not doing it this year for multiple reasons, but I'm into it. I'm into getting chocolate for living a day of life. Nice. I don't think I've had one since I was maybe a teenager and my grandmother gave me one. And then I'm pretty sure I just sat down and ate 
all the chocolate. So, well, they have um, them for like a dollar ninety nine at Trader Joe's. So, oh, nice! I should go grab one. Oh, and then I could eat like twenty days worth of chocolates in one go. <laughs> um i've seen ones that have dog treats and i actually really like the yeah. idea of there being a dog treat every day except i'd have to buy four of them because we have four dogs those are expensive um, too <laughs> and then i have a friend who got an advent calendar this year that's like a family activity each day so i thought that was a really cute idea that's like something cute. small and easy to do um one of them was like have a sleepover by the tree and I'm like, that's such a oh, cute little idea. So cute. Yeah. Now so that thinking, that sounds like a lot of work. Yeah. So I'm thinking though, maybe um, in the next couple of years, as the baby's getting older and we're like trying to find things like fun traditions to do that are something different than what I have done before, because it's really impossible to recreate the thing from a kid, like you were saying. So just pick new traditions that that we can do. Right. That I do. I really do want to go find some Christmas lights to I, I enjoy walking around the neighborhood and seeing, especially this year, everybody's going all out. Yeah. <clears throat> um, and I like driving around and seeing Christmas lights. That brings me yeah. joy. I do too. I'm all about Christmas lights. I was driving around last night and I passed so many great Christmas lights. So that is hey, one thing you that have I that do. Magic in you. I do drive around and look at Christmas lights and play Christmas music. There's one Christmas like neighborhood where they have their own radio station. And so it's like a sign when you drive into the neighborhood that says, please tune your radio to this station. And then like the music goes with the lights or something. I don't know. That's so cute. I love I'm really, I get really excited it. about people that are that into it. And every year I'm like, I gotta get started on this sooner. I gotta like start planning ahead, you know? And then every year I don't, so. I think Maybe you have to break year. it down. I'm going, going to give you a little life coaching here. I think you oh, have good. to break it down into small, manageable coaching. tasks Yes, <laughs> that you can accomplish a week at a time or bi-weekly or a month yeah. at a time. So I think that the best thing to do is to start in January and start ticking off those boxes. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Because I, I feel like if I really had it together, I would go all out. The week after Christmas and buy all the like 75% off Christmas decorations and then box them up in one of those nice little red or green totes yeah. and label it Christmas stuff. And then I would have it all there and it would yeah. all have been way cheaper than if I try to buy it next year. So that's like step one, hit up the Christmas sales yeah. and have all the stuff like already you know, here. I am always so jealous of people who have their Christmas shopping done months in advance. Who are these people? I cannot. And I think about it all the time. I think I'm going to be out in the world and then I'm going to see something that reminds me of, you know, whoever, and then I'm going to get that thing. And then it's going to, I'm going to wrap it up and then it's going to sit in the closet and I'm going to give it to them for Christmas. This has never once in my entire life happened. I have bought things in advance before, but then I just give it to them. So, yeah. I mean, I don't cool. know. I aspire to be one of those people though. Someday yeah. I'm going to, someday I'm going to meet that goal. I love it. And you know, like literally last night I'm laying in bed and we're about to finish the master bathroom um, project. So my husband's like, we don't have a toilet paper roll holder or towel holders. I'm like, they're in my cart on Amazon. I've just been waiting for this moment. I'm like literally for six months to go order them. 
So I'm oh like just about to place my little Amazon order for my stuff because you can't, I'm not going to go buy stuff in the store. That's crazy right now. Um, and I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> I should get like presents for people. <laughs> so I ended up like backtracking and yeah, I, bought, I feel like, you know, but and I got some presents for people. We could have a whole almost to be delivered by Christmas Day. We'll see. Oh, that's mm, tricky. I do think we could have a whole conversation about how tricky gift giving gets when you, as you get older. I seem to, yeah. I have a lot of trouble with it. I have a lot of trouble getting mostly because as an adult person, if I want something, then I get it. Yeah. Like I buy it if I feel like I need it badly enough. And then, exactly. so, and so I don't really want to have to wait. If it's something I need badly, then yeah. I just get it. And so I'm not going to ask someone for something that I need badly and yeah. then have to wait until Christmas to get it. But I don't want to ask someone for something that I don't really need because that just feels like a waste. And I, so it would be really great if like when I was a kid, I, people gave me things that they just knew I wanted, Yeah, you know, but that does, that's not real because it's not yeah. real. Adults are hard. Like you're the only person I don't struggle with. Like I go all year long. I'm always like gathering little things together, which I'm just remi remembering, like, I really have to send a package out to you today or it's not going to get there. I've been holding this thing now for years. It is so exciting that this is the year you're going to get it. So, um, wow, that's a big buildup. It's, it's going to be huge. It's like a culmination of a variety of things all in one perfect present. Wow. So, um, but, but outside of you, I can't figure out anybody else. Like my husband, I've never, I've never hit a present on the head for him. He's like, same. Yeah. He's like, why? This is something that like is work. I got on the sushi making kit. He's like, so you basically bought me something. So I would make you sushi. And I'm like, yeah, like what's wrong with that? Yeah. So anyway, and then anything he, anything I get him, if it's practical, if it's what, you know, it's just, he's like, just cannot believe that there was any forethought put into it. It, it just is so upsetting. So I was like, I'm just not going to buy you. Anything. Yeah, it makes me sad. I almost feel like I'd rather say, I'll buy my stuff, you buy your stuff, we'll wrap it, put it under the tree. That just makes more, that seems so much more practical. There's no magic in that, but at least then you get what you want and you're not wasting money because there's nothing that I hate more than like, because material stuff is, I'm not really that into it. Like I don't really have a lot of material things that I want or need. So like I said, if I do really want something, I just get it for myself, right? Yeah. So it's kind of a struggle for me to ask for things. And um, I never know what to get other people. And I, I'm just not, this is really difficult for me. I don't know. I've always really wanted to be a person who got people amazing gifts, but yeah. I just don't, I'm never, and maybe it's because I'm not really out and about anymore. I'm not really mm -hmm. going to cute little stores anymore. So I'm not in a situation where I see things that I go, oh, that would be great for so-and-so. Yeah. But the yeah. thing of it is, is that as an adult person, you really have no idea what's going on in someone's home life 
and what they actually want or need, you know? So I never want to buy something for someone's home because I don't know if it's their taste or not. And I just hate it when people buy, see, I hate saying this because it sounds terrible. It sounds so ungrateful, but I don't mean it in that way. I don't like it when people give me things that I don't want because I would prefer, I would really prefer to just not be given something, something Mm -hmm. because you've spent your money on something. And I feel really, really bad that you spend your money on something that I can't use or don't have a need for or whatever. And it's just in the same way. I don't like getting people. I don't like getting people bad presents. I don't want to get people things that they're, you know, it's just going to go somewhere in their house and then they're never going to do anything with it. So I'd rather you just tell me what you want. It's a tangible object that sends a statement that says, I don't know you. Mm -hmm. I don't care enough to know you. I don't listen when you talk. So I don't know the things you like. Like I am always, when it's people I care about, I'm listening throughout the year and taking like middle notes when they like, like, my friend this year was like, Ooh, I really love this hand soap. And so I'm like, I'm going to get her like the full set of like this line of products because she likes the way it smells. Well, that's why you're a good gift giver though. Yeah. So and, I aspire but, but, to be that. But my husband, if he says he wants something, he just goes and he buys just gets it. it. So mm-hmm. he doesn't ever give me the opportunity to, to like plant that seed and then later go get it. And then I am just like, Hey, I want this thing. And like, I've already gotten my birthday and Christmas from my husband. So I get nothing. This yeah. Year. I mean, it kind of works out that way. And I mean, I kind of yeah. feel like too, my husband always says he wants these things and he gets really into them, but then once he gets them, he's not into them anymore. Yeah. And so then it was a wasted gift. And it's like, ah, oh, man, you said you wanted the thing. Well, I did three months ago or I did, yeah. you know, oh, yesterday. That's not, that's not fair. Oh my gosh. That's horrible. It's oh. really frustrating. Um, so I, if I just don't, I've started just not getting that. I say, what do you want? And then I get the things that he says, this is what I'm going to buy for myself. If you don't buy them for me. And then he's like, oh my gosh, it turns into this whole, so I'm going to buy this thing. And I'm like, but you said you wanted that thing for Christmas. But I, I, oh, oh, so I can't wait. And then everything's ruined and then there's no surprise. And then it's you're in a tough situation. Kelly. Uh, I, I don't know. What gift giving you. is so hard. I really, it's, it is. it's a struggle, but I wanted to make a comment about the giving people something for their home. And I will say that, and not this year, obviously have we been really going to people's homes, but if you go to somebody's house, sometimes you'll notice something like they don't have, like when you're in their kitchen and they're always like, I, that's true. You know, don't have this. I know one time, um, I had these friends and every time I would visit them, they had this immaculately decorated house, always pristinely clean, everything done so well. And then you go to the bathroom and they just had these old ghetto ass worn out bath towels. And I'm like, this is wrong. So I bought them like really nice high-end bath towels and they just died laughing. They're like, Heather, oh my God. See, that's amazing. So <laughs> but at like, the same time, uppity. a quality towel is like 
the essence of life. Like right. if you're getting out of the shower and using some ratty old shredded towel, like how can you be really enjoying that experience? How I can you be agree happy you. to be clean or dry? I completely agree nice with towel. you. Nice. That said, I don't know what these people's taste is. I don't know if they have their eye on a very specific thing. And the reason they have the ratty ones is because they haven't, they haven't saved up enough money to buy those ones that they've been wanting for forever. And now, because I've given them these super nice ones, they're going to feel obligated to keep the super nice ones. And then they'll never have the ones they really, really want. Hell and then I've ruined <laughs> everything for them. Well, so, so Something very similar to this has happened to me. I have experience <laughs> in this particular type of situation. So I can tell you that sometimes that ruins a little bit of that person's life. That's terrible. I had no that idea. That beautiful, amazing, really well thought out gift. <laughs> ruins can be, life. That's, that's this is why we need the Christmas magic. I see that. I see that. I've only, so that, you know, that's the kind of thing I've done very rarely. I, I'm with you. It's hard to buy stuff based on people's um, like home stuff based on people's tastes. And yeah, mm -hmm. you're right. I mean, I do um, feel that way. And honestly, like, please nobody buy me towels. Like I am very up to date on purchasing my own nice towels. Um, I get like a new one every like four months or something. We, and retire we got that. the old one. <laughs> We know how but, you feel uh, about people who don't have new nice bathrooms. <laughs> I'm just saying, if you're, if you're, I mean, if you're, if, if that's your situation, but I'm saying, how can you have a whole nice house, all nice furniture, all nice things, and then you just didn't bother to buy new bath towels ever? Mm -hmm. I don't get it. I don't get I understand. it. So anyway. Sorry, <sighs> everybody out there who has runny bath towels. <laughs> Don't invite well, Heather over. We have family visiting and I have bath, the ratty bath, bath towels for the dogs on one shelf. And then I saw someone had pulled out a dog bath towel and I like went and I'm like, please tell me who did this because I want you to know that that is not the way it works. <laughs> like you deserve a good bath towel. Everyone deserves a good bath towel. And I have one for you. So <laughs> these are things that are important to me. Wow. Wow. All right. I mean, I mean, that does remind me that my grandparents' bathroom growing up had a very particular smell. It was like yeah. roses or something because every grandmother's bathroom smells like roses. Um, but they had some ratty ass towels and I kind of miss those towels. No. Like I really do because oh I have a firm firm belief that those towels were around when like my mom was a child Probably. and there's just something really cute about that I guess I like, don't know I it's you know what it's thrifty it's thrifty and I I appreciate the fact that not everyone can afford to buy to buy your grandparents could afford I, i'm telling you they could afford bath towels you know when i got my i first, think that they prefer to spend their money on they experiences rather than bath towels yeah yeah so i do think that we have properly um addressed all addressed <laughs> everything that we ever could have possibly imagined about our grandparents in yes this episode um an homage to them i we love you grandparents 
We do. And I feel really bad that, you know, we didn't talk really about any other holidays. We, I mean, obviously we've experienced Christmas the most people around me do celebrate other holidays. I'm always down to celebrate more as many holidays in December as I can. So if anyone wants to pass me some, I'll take them. Um, but I don't know a lot about them. So I I don't want to speak on them. Yeah. So if you can't relate to that, you can relate to a holiday at some time. They're all pretty much the same holiday wise, right? Yeah. Yeah. Lights. It's just about lights. It's all about lights. lights. (laughs) All about lights. Mm -hmm. That's right. Well, um, I agree. I think we've covered this topic um, fully and I I feel we've exhausted everything I can talk about the holiday season. In fact, I'm now over the holiday season. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I'm gonna put a, put a stop to that right now <laughs> at Christmas is like just the same thing from Thanksgiving it doesn't get more different so I don't have anything to add there but yeah so on that note I think we should wish everyone happy holidays um a Merry Christmas uh happy Kwanzaa a fabulous festival happy Boxing Day yep happy Boxing Day we hope everybody had a great Hanukkah Yes, I had a fantastic Hanukkah. I did nothing to celebrate. Um, I did light candles There's next to the bathtub. There's always something to celebrate. I, I lit candles next to the bathtub each night. Um, never got quite to eight, but you know, we'll, we'll work our way up there. We appreciate this. Yeah, all the holidays we we uh, love and appreciate all of the holidays that are about hope and peace and joy and loving everybody. So go make a little bit of magic for yourself and your family. Maybe we've inspired you with some ideas of holiday traditions you can try out. Um, And I guess until next week, Kelly, we'll just keep it real. Mm -hmm.